Sports Talk, where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on this Monday as we get 2022 rolling. Uh, Bill Hillgrove in a few moments. Steelers tonight will be in action as they take on the Cleveland Browns. The Eagles, uh, one step closer to a playoff spot. And, I mean, Matt had to be pacing. I mean, you had to be pacing left and right. I mean, really, it had to be one really (laughs) ugly scene. Uh, yeah, let's let's just say uh, I was pulling my brains out in going that final minute, forth, but then forth, they man. pulled it, it off, be, and now we're good to go. Yeah, that'd be awful for you. <laughs> it was a little uh, agonizing towards the end. Yeah, I would have preferred preferred a touchdown, but hey, they're in, and that's all that matters. <laughs> are they officially in? I guess they must. They be, are right? officially in. They 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 got the win yesterday. Then they got a San Francisco win. And then the Minnesota loss last night to Green Bay. So all three needed to go their way, and they did. So now they're in. Wow. That's just so you can be embarrassed on one Saturday. That's great. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know now. We'll, we'll, you, we'll see. Well, I, I no, think there's might, a couple of winnable games for them, but we'll see how you, things go. You, you might get the Rams. That would be one matchup I wouldn't be totally fond of, but I think there are some loopholes in that team that on a good let's day go the through, Eagles let's could go win. The I think Dallas and Tampa Bay are their two best uh, chances. Dallas will crush them. What are you talking about? That game won't even Dallas, be a game. Dallas stinks an <laughs> offense right now. Dak Prescott is getting in his head again. That offense is back to where it was, being the underachieving self. A couple of turnovers, way the Eagles defensive line you playing. Just they can pull Washington. off the upset in Dallas. You just beat Washington, and to your credit, looked bad doing it. <laughs> I mean, you didn't look good. That's, that's watching, how this year's been, though. That's how Dick it's and I been. are watching so the you game. Don't to, you don't have to look good doing it as long as you do it. Dick and I are watching the game. I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Washington's not good. And the Eagles weren't winning. <laughs> what does no, that tell you? <laughs> it wasn't perfect, but they still got it done. That's all that matters. Oh yeah, they just got it done. Yeah, it's like mackerel. <laughs> Boy, they, that they, they, seeing the Eagles in the playoffs is a reason why they shouldn't have expanded it. All right. Um, <laughs> well, you you won't get any argument from me. I was never for the playoff expansion anyway, but that's a different topic. Yeah, I know. Especially there's a Monday night component here. Look, the only the only the only one that they could beat at the top four would be Arizona. If they were to play Arizona, they could beat them. Uh, I agree. Ram- Rams no, Dallas no. Dallas, in fact, I think Dallas Dallas will clock them on Sunday. I'm depending on who, it. depending on who plays and who doesn't, we'll see. What do you think they may, may keep Jalen Hurts out? I I think he still might play, but I won't be surprised if certain guys rest. And same with Dallas too. I mean, that's why I don't understand why the game is Saturday night because ESPN, oh, I think, might be screwing themselves over. It's Saturday night. Okay. Correct. Yeah, it's um, part of the ESPN uh, season finale doubleheader. Yeah. I've got a noon game on Sun on Saturday. This is one of the few times I was hoping for a night game. All right. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, I'm just, it's just, I mean, I think they show these games at Guantanamo. All right. Um, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. I don't watch the Eagles again. All right. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Bill Hillgrove about tonight's game. Uh, Mark Wogenrich on Saturday's game. Penn State basketball, big win yesterday. Beat Indiana 61-58. Led the final 14 minutes. You heard me say once, heard me say a thousand times, you got to play with the lead. Well, guess what? Last 14 minutes, play with the lead. It's amazing the psychology of not having to play uphill. Uh, we will come back, uh, Billy H., in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I. I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. out of auto repair. All right, welcome back to today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Very pleased to be joined by best in the business, Bill Hillgrove, as the Steelers get ready for the Browns tonight. First of all, Bill, happy New Year to you and that great family of yours. Well, thank you, and likewise to all the Joneses. I appreciate that. There are plenty of them, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here we are. We get to this point. There's a lot of speculation about where where Ben is and all that. Does that play into the emotion of tonight, other than the fact that it is the Browns and the Steelers need to win it and everything like that? Yeah, I think, uh, but, you know, I, I think he showed signs uh, when they played up in Cleveland. Uh, he scored that uh, touchdown on a quarterback sneak and asked for the ball. And then last week, I believe his family uh, was all at the, the Kansas City game. And so those signs point to the fact that he's uh, probably going to call this his last home game. And so, look, you've, you've been around him the entire time. You've called every game of Ben Roethlisberger's career. What has made him special when you look back at what he's done? He is the ultimate competitor. Uh, and and I, I believe that, that uh, in the truest sense of the word. Uh, he refuses to lose. And uh, I think the way he went out last year, I think he was thinking about it, but I think he told Marquise Ponce, if you want to retire, go ahead, but I have unfinished business here. And, you know, the door is still open. There's not much room between the jam and the edge of the door, but the door (laughs) is still open for some postseason, so let's hope things break the right way. All right, uh, so I'm going to ask you, now you've had a full season of watching uh, Harris running back. 
Now, I know Pat's been out the last couple of games at tight end with the concussion, but what have you thought about those two picks and what they mean to the Steelers' future? I, I think, uh, you know, they're a peek into the future. No question about it. And uh, uh, Wolf and I have talked about it quite a bit. Uh, we kind of thought that Pat was underused. Um, and, okay, there are, are issues uh, surrounding that. You know, the fact that they had Ebron here before he got hurt and there was a pecking order, and rookies aren't supposed to be uh, uh, main weapons, but, you know, the more we watched him, the more we saw future greatness. So, you know, I think those one-two picks are just outstanding. And I think Kendrick Green is going to be a heck of a player. You know, he's paying his dues as a rookie, and in that league, uh, (laughs) that can be unforgiving. But, uh, you know, I, I think the Steeler draft was solid and I think has laid a basis for the future. Well, and you and I both know, Bill, you play on the offensive line as a rookie. It's not easy. You do have to cut your teeth. And sometimes I wonder if people forget about that part. The further away from the ball you are, the easier it is to get ingrained. And he's had to play inside. Well, let's go back to another time um, when Leon Searcy was the number uh, Steelers' number one pick. He never got uh, 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 he never got a helmet that whole first year. You know, that's how long they thought it took to develop uh, an offensive lineman. Now, times have changed with the, you know, with the fact that, uh, you know, they have to develop rookies quicker. Uh, free agency comes around quicker. Uh, and so, you know, they don't have the time to allow people like that to develop, and they rush them. So, uh, you know, I, I really think that uh, this kid's going to be really good and uh, hopefully for a long period of time. You know, he, he when he came, he was a raw blocker. He, he was willing to block, but he's learning technique, and I think, you know, that's going to uh, augur well for his future. i got to ask you about T.J. Watt, because you have obviously seen, not just with the Steelers, but you've seen from other teams too, the best of the best. What makes Watt a special player out there? I'm not going to ask you to compare him to anybody, because that's not fair, but what makes Watt special in your mind? I go back to when he was drafted. Craig Wolfley and I had the pleasure of uh, talking to him at, at the Fan Fest, which was shortly after the NFL draft. And uh, either Craig or myself, can't remember who, asked him, what's your calling card? And he said, I'm relentless. And that's what you see. Uh, he doesn't get blocked very often. He never stays blocked. Uh, he keeps coming. He's made a science of rushing the passer. And uh, where the ball is in the quarterback's hand determines which hand he uses. I mean, the guy's, you know, the guy's just, he's, he's greatness uh, in, in, in one little package wearing number 90. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing like watching and getting excited about a young player. We talked about Harris. We talked about Green. We talked about Frymouth. To me, there's something special about a veteran that just continues to play at a high level. When you watch Cam Hayward, and you've had the privilege of watching him day in and day out, what are you seeing in him right now as the veteran? I I see uh, a lot of the qualities that his dad showed as a player at Pitt and then certainly in the pros. Um, Again, a sense you can't beat me. Uh, Again, a sense that I am a a football player. We are unique people on this planet, and that is the truth. And, uh, you know, I, I see that. Yeah, and obviously with the Peach Bowl, 
their their Ironhead's son was in the Peach Bowl. Actually, scored a touchdown in the, in in the game. Uh, how surreal is it for you when you're say, seeing guys <laughs> that are sons <laughs> playing in these games? You know what, Steve? I'm not going to wait till I see their grandsons. Then I'm going to start to work. <laughs> I love that. That's the best answer. So I love talking to you. You give the best answers. <laughs> That's great. The grandsons. Let's get to that part of it. By the way, uh, just one note on Pitt. I was so impressed going to the third quarterback and the way they played. And the and look, I'm not going to sit here. You don't watch much Penn State football because we're playing the same time. I don't watch much Pitt football because they're playing the same time. So really the first time I really got a chance with the ACC championship game to watch the Addison kid at wide receiver. How good is he? He's as good as he wants to be. And, you know, late in the season, they decided to put him uh, as a punt returner, and he's taken that to an exponential level. Uh, the guy's just talent. He's got speed. He's got the ability to separate. He has great hands, and he has a knack when the ball's in the air where it's going to come down. And uh, I see, I saw that in Larry Fitzgerald, and this kid's probably as close to that as I've seen. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to at least slip that in there because I thought about Boyd, I thought about Fitzgerald, but you know, because I was sitting down in Tampa watching this, I said, "Man, this is a real chant. He is really good." Uh, Jack Ham and I both talked about it the next day when we we got together for breakfast. Uh, I've got to ask you now about the Browns. They are an interesting group. Uh, this is a team that quote should have taken the next step. You've already seen them once in person. You've looked at some tape. Why haven't they taken the next step? Well, you've heard the phrase, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't apply to this edition of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they haven't learned how to win. Uh, why? Uh, you can point in a lot of directions, and I think Baker Mayfield gets uh, too much of the blame. Uh, but there are other people on that squad that have infinite gifts and great football talent and for whatever reason, it hasn't been maximized. And I really think, I really think, and, and I think Ben Roethlisberger is an example of it, you have to learn how to win. And certainly he did it. Uh, of course, he had a baptism of fire when Tommy Maddox got hurt his rookie season. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's easier uh, said than done. And, and that's what I haven't seen with the Browns. Well, you and I both know losing is actually easy. I mean, you know, I mean, just don't play white. Well. You lose. Winning's hard. That's why it's so rewarding. And Ben learned that early on, and he figured it out quickly. It looks like the Browns haven't figured that part out. Winning, Steve, is uh, is hand in hand with accountability. Yes. Yes. And you're, when you're, you're losing, absolutely right. Nobody's accountable. Oh, talk to him. No, winning. It's because of you and your efforts and, and your dedication and your practice habits. That's how you win. That's absolutely right. That, uh, best team you've seen in person so far this season would be? That's a tough one. Uh, the best defense is Georgia, head and shoulders. Yeah. Uh, the best team, I think we're going to determine that Monday night. I yeah, really I do. I, I, I think it's a toss-up between Alabama and Georgia. In the NFL, who would that be? Best team you've seen in person this year um, to this point? Green Bay. Why? Why, why Green Bay? Maybe not well, Kansas City. Maybe not Kansas City. Buffalo. Won't beat himself. <laughs> uh, he's the Hall of Fame quarterback. 
uh, you know, in that game against the Steelers, uh, Randall Cobb came out of nowhere and beat them basically on third down. Uh, they have enough of a running game. They have a solid defense, and that's the best team I've seen. I thought maybe after I watched Kansas City that I'd put them up there, but then I saw Kansas City yesterday, and yeah. uh, Kansas City's not quite in Green Bay's uh, uh, class. And, and I also feel that uh, the AFC is not quite uh, as solid as the NFC, at least at the top. That's a really good point. I, I do have to ask you about Aaron Rodgers since you brought up Green Bay. That you and I both know that the great ones have the ability that are working, 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 but they make it look effortless. What is it of when you watch Rodgers? It looks quote easy, and it's not easy. Why? Because the game is slow for them. Yeah, uh, and and I think the great ones play their best quarterback after the age of thirty. And you see it with Rodgers and Brady and Ben. You saw it with Drew Brees. You know, uh, it's uh, it's undeniable. Uh, the best ones, uh, the game is slow for them. Uh, I, I don't know if I can make the comparison, but I remember talking to an, an Air Force general, and he said, uh, you've seen Ted Williams. I said, I saw him as a kid in an exhibition game, saw him play live. Well, what do you think? And I said, well, uh, I'll defer to a guy who knows something about hitting. Dick Roach said that, you know, Ted Williams was the greatest hitter, head and shoulders about anybody he's ever seen in baseball. And, and this Air Force general said to me, well, as great a hitter as he is, he's a better combat pilot, probably the best in the history of the armed services. Why? Because he was able to slow things down, see things before they happen. Gretzky, Lemieux, I mean, you see it time and time again. The great ones see the game slower than everybody else. You know, it's interesting. I'll make this the final question. I know you've got a game tonight. And that's, I, I teach the broadcasting class here at Penn State, and that's what I tell them about our profession. That's why you and I can relate when we talk about the game slowing down for athletes, because when you first start doing play-by-play, it feels like it's 100 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden it's five miles an hour. I mean, that's something like you and I can relate to, but when you're telling a kid, they don't quite get that until they start doing it. Yeah, in our business, Steve, the only way to learn it is to do it. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, especially our end of it. Uh, until you're thrust into that, you you have no idea what's going to happen. I remember, and and it, he didn't do play by play, but when Joe Green retired after his Hall of Fame career, he tried uh, uh, broadcasting. He tried to be a color man, and he said, you know, I, I I was I thought I was putting my toes into the shallow end of the pool, and my I found myself in eight feet of water, and and I think you know as a young person learning this business. Just do it, and then, you know, that pool gets a little shallower and shallower. Well, I'll tell you right now, you're an artist. So have another great one tonight. Appreciate it, because the game slowed down for you a long time ago, and all of us have been beneficiaries of it. Thank you so much, Bill, for your time today. Thank you, Steve. Always a pleasure. Uh, Call me when the playoffs start. That sounds great. Looking (laughs) forward to it. That's great. I love that. (laughs) Thanks, Billy. Take care. You too. Bill Hillgrove. All right. We're at the bottom of the hour. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. 
auto, home, life, business, RV, boat, whatever it may be. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Roots 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Every year can bring new challenges. Your insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2022 has begun and now is the perfect time to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. We have the experience and knowledge to help you protect what matters most. You can contact our office at 570-286-5855 or online at purdyinsurance.com. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle. I've campaigned hard for suit insurance. They'd do it if they could find it. There are some things that just may be unsurable. Just, you know, it's got to be the suit. Does that mean if my suit doesn't fit well, they'll replace it for free? S-U-I-T, that spells suit. Die. This is uh, actually more of a kind of like a disaster claim. All right, um, but it's okay. No? Is this the part... Is this... Is this the part we have to talk about IndyCar? It's a silly season now. I mean... Silly season. You got Big Ben's last game tonight. No, no, that's what they call in that's what the IndyCar off season's called is the silly season. <laughs> Come on, don't you read Racer magazine? Keep up, man. Call yourself. You still a got Big guy. Ben's last game tonight, and they still even might have a whimsical shot at making the playoffs. They need a can't doctor. Just they yet. need a doctor, nurse, and an entire medical staff to make the playoffs. <laughs> that is relying on the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. Are, are, are you two kids done, or you know, <laughs> <laughs> whose show is this? By the way, I forgot. Hey, I'm trying to remember. Like, I'm trying to remember whose name is on the show. Okay, uh, <laughs> just checking. You know, I mean, both your teams. I, I give the Eagles credit; they've against the worst schedule in football, and it is. I mean, their only win against a team with a winning record is Denver. I thought Denver looked awfully impressive. Yes, oh, that's right, they got crushed. This doesn't bode well for your future because you're actually going to have to play teams next year. True, but we'll see how it goes. They do have the three draft picks, too on top of making the playoffs. So my team's in pretty good shape right now. Excuse me. You're the one that complains that your GM can't draft. True. You still have to to actually draft, but right now they're in a good spot. Will they actually take advantage of it? We'll find out. 
excuse me, okay? Make up your mind. <laughs> I mean, make up your mind. Are they in great shape, or are you worried you'll foul it up? I'm just keeping the optimism right now. Jeez, Kevo, this is one time I think you and I are like sitting here, like see them side by side, looking over. Like, okay, hey, this is what I got to deal with every day. Listen, I mean, I, you know, what, I mean, yesterday would have been a microcosm of Matt Catrillo. <laughs> We're really good. We won the game. Listen, I'm a realist when it comes to my team. All right, We're not a good football team. Oh, wait a minute. I heard that somewhere before. We're not a good football team. All right, simple as that. If if this team makes the playoffs. I'll be ecstatic. I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. Right. I have my, my, I have my coach in the locker room defending that it's not a, quote, clown show. <laughs> not, not, not exactly inspiring. <laughs> By the way, I got a real surprise today. Jim Laronitis joined the Notre Dame football support staff. Uh, I was completely taken aback by this. Uh he said uh, he said he considered entering coaching several years ago now he's going to do this because you know because you guys know I know Jimmy because Jimmy's uh, been an analyst on Big Ten Network I've had a lot of talks with him he and I I've told him straight out I said I would tell you right now you're a really good television analyst and most aren't he is and that's why I was surprised he went this route because I thought he was like making big time traction in TV. Hey, that, that's one thing. Chris Wheeler and I exchanged texts because I think if, if you know, for those listening to the game on Saturday, when Stout kicked off one, and it was headed to the south end zone, and I said, I said that's headed toward Clearwater. <laughs> uh, let me guess. Uh, Wheels wanted you to be more specific. No, I know I was. I said that's headed toward Clearwater and Chris Wheeler's yard. There you go. So, so I so I said that. Now I want to get. Okay. Wheel, Wheels and I talk about getting him on the show. Now I know it's interesting that you're on today. Uh, and I'm going to get to the Penn State football thing in a minute here. We're going to talk to Mark Wilgenrich anyway at 4.06. And we'll get Matt's opinion on this because he pretty much hates everything, so it's really a great topic for him. Uh, <laughs> he won't eat it. He hates everything. That's why he doesn't eat it. But you're a big believer in storyline. I love the storyline of a game. Right. And I think it's BS. Um, I think that when you sit there and you and you, I'm you know I've been watching all these bowl games, and it's go. Let's revisit the storyline. Let's revisit the storyline. Let's revisit. Just do the game. Do the game. I mean, we do keys to the game. We think are important factors going in. Right? And there's certain facts like take Saturday's game for example. The scenario that concerned me going into the game was if Kentucky, or excuse me, if Arkansas decided to 
run the quarterback at 245 pounds. Because Penn State has not faced a guy like that in a long time. They didn't face anybody like that all season. So you're in the middle. You don't have Ellis Brooks. You don't have P.J. You don't have Tangelo. Which, of course, on an 80-degree day, now you're rotating in Kazai Izzard. You're rotating in Devon Ellis. And by the way, I thought Jordan Vandenberg played very well. But that's a guy that the quarterback's the one guy that's tough to account for in the running game. Because, I mean, as a thrower of the football, he's not very good. But to me, that's the theme. So now let's get back to TV. Let's revisit this. I don't care keep revisiting. Just do the game. See, the revisit thing, is, or the, the, the storyline thing is good as the game getting underway, as you're setting the scene. That's the part of the storyline I like. Once you get to the game, the game is the story now. Agreed. Right. And it, see, and ESPN keeps losing track of the game. You'll see it tonight on Monday Night Football. You'll watch the Steelers and the Browns. I mean, Matt will watch a quarter. You'll watch the whole thing and agonize yourself into the turf. Um, but yes, you know, Matt will watch to see if the Steelers. Matt will laugh if the Browns lose. He'll also laugh if the Steelers lose. So it's really a win-win for him tonight. I'll need a new uh, TV if the Steelers lose. Right. <laughs> well, if you go out and make a big sale for this show, you'll be able to afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Somebody mad on the show is always thinking. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt I, it. Yeah. So they're going to hit on something early tonight in the pregame, and they're going to revisit it and revisit it and revisit it. You're sitting oh, there just do the stinking game. All right, it might be Ben's last game. Big deal. Do a 30 for 30 on it. I just do the game. I only want to watch the game. I don't need to have. I mean, I don't need to have this done. I mean, I don't need to have this done. Where I got to sit there, revisit this, revisit this, right? It's a, it's the second quarter, eight minutes to go. Producer says, got to revisit the storyline, and you sit there in an audience going. Okay, and then they'll do like a, a box in a box, and there's a, there's an eighty yard run. Who better bring the big uh, the box in the? Stop it! Do the game. You know who's remember really, this is ESPN we're talking about. I I understand, and that's you know you think I mean, but I think that's one of the reasons why that. And please, I don't want to get into it's it's. It's Jack and me doing the game. I don't. I don't want that. Okay, that's not what I'm saying here. But the number of people that tell me that they listen to us do the game, and turn the sound down, I can't tell you how many times during the course of a week I get that. Right? And it has nothing to do with with me. Okay, zero, please. But we do the game. Hey, we don't sit there and mess around with stuff. We, you know, Kevin. I mean, I know you. Okay, you and you and Chief do the game. 
Well, we we start the game with maybe a storyline, you know, and and this well, well, is that's, that's what keys right. to the game are. The keys yes. to the game, okay? But that's a segment of the of the pregame show. And and Jim McKay was outstanding at doing that. Yeah, he but every, he, he did but he wouldn't continue. Tape. But he wouldn't yeah, but he continue. Did yeah, but he did everything on tape. Well, it, yeah, that's in the latter days of his career with like well, the no, Indy 500, he, but he was yeah. live. But you're right. The early days, especially in the 500, it was delayed. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was really good at setting the scene and then letting the event take over. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just the game then takes on its own personality. And I've said that a thousand times. The game takes on its own personality. Okay? Okay, the theme you want to establish and revisit five thousand times, it's just it it makes it difficult to watch an entire game. Where you say like, oh, they're going to talk about this again. Just tell me who's doing well right now. They okay, call the game. You know, hey, by the way, hey, you know, hey, Rod, what do you think about the uh, college football playoff match between Alabama and Georgia? I don't care what he thinks about the Alabama Georgia game. What he, I want to tell you what he cares about this game. I'm watching this game. I'm not watching that game. That night I'll watch that game and I'll have Chris and Kirk tell me all about it. Matt has no words. He's still laughing about the fact the Steelers lose, you'll love it. The Browns lose, you'll love it. <laughs> no, I am in total agreement. And, in fact, while we're on this subject, Dave Fleming, who called the game on ESPN. Whom I personally the, the like. game, that is. Whom I personally like on and off the air. Yeah. I didn't think he had his best game. I, I think he, now, he did this to both fan bases, but for the Penn State fan base in particular, he called, he called them whining, and I just thought that was out of line. He, he was call. talking about how 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 the how the seasons unfolded and and the Penn State fans' reaction to it and whining how how the season ended. I'm like, wait a minute. They had every right to be because of the way the seasons turned out. The way Penn State seasons turned out was just so was so unique that yeah, if I'm a Penn State fan, I'm upset about it too. I'm going to voice my opinion about well. it. I don't know. That just rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it well, was out of line. Yeah, I did. Obviously, I didn't see the broadcast, so I have no idea. But uh, I will. I'll, let me at least state this for everybody, so everybody understands about the Penn State football season. I said on this show, in the summertime and in August, in particular, as camp was going through, that I thought this was a double-digit win team. I was wrong. Okay. Normally, I have a really good read on that. And, of course, through the first five games, it looked like what I had said in the preseason was on track. Now, injuries do happen during the course of the year. So, with Adisa Isaac getting hurt back in the spring, you're like, okay, they'll have to work around that. But I still thought they were a double-digit win team with Adisa out. Now, I'll say this on Friday. It was great to see Adisa running. And he wasn't just jogging, guys. He was running. Okay. Thursday, I was watching Sal Wormley out on the practice field running. It was great to see Sal running because, I mean, his surgery was done in August. So, I mean, you know, you're going to lose guys during the course of the season. There's no getting around it. 
But out of the spring, your starting lineup out of the spring was going to be Adisa Isaac, P.J. Mustafer, Derek Tangelo, and Arnold Ebicati. Exactly how many of those guys played in the bowl game? None. That was the starting lineup out of the spring. Then Adisa got hurt, and Jack had sat with Brent Pry. Uh, at the end of spring practice, he went up into Brent's office, and the two of them were talking. And Brent said, the key to us defensively this season, to make a step forward, he said, we've got a lot of pieces in place defensively. He said, but number 20 is going to be a big part of what we do in going forward. And, of course, who's number 20? That's the irony of how well they played defense this year. That Disa Isaac. Now, that's from Brent. That's not from Jack or me. That's from Brent. Well, now, all of a sudden, you don't have him. All right. So, Tarburton, who, by the way, Tarburton played really well Saturday. Agreed. He played really, really well. So, you got Tarburton stepped in. Right? Tangelo and Arnold were really good. P.J. was having a first-team All-Big Ten season. Which... It's not just who starts. Okay, that's okay. People get locked in on who starts, who starts. Penn State is a 22 to 27 player defense. You play a lot of people. So now the number of reps that you were planning on giving Kazai Izzard and Devon Ellis go up. Then the guys behind them. Okay, now you're looking around, and there's no Akeem Beeman, because I thought Beeman was going to be critical to what they were going to do. So that was a thin area to begin with. Then you become thin at linebacker, and I totally agree. James had indicated to the media that, hey, look, we may have to burn red shirts. But he didn't say who. Well, he didn't burn any, and I agree with what he did, because he had told Jack and me on Thursday that Kobe King and, and, and Budden weren't going to play. Okay. And, and Jack and I looked at it. We said, we agree. I mean, I, I mean, sure, is there a danger that they become absolute superstars and they go to the draft early? Sure. But I think, to be honest with you, both are really good players, but I think the two of them have at least three years in them here. And we'll have to make a decision about whether they take a fifth year or not. Okay? That's where what I think they are. I think they're both really good. Bud needs the weight room. Kobe King doesn't need the weight room. I mean, he's already built like a well, – he's, he's halfway between Matt and Kevin. <laughs> There's a big gap there, but for the wrong reason. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. I, I just want to give everybody a gauge. In fact, most Americans are halfway between Matt and Kevin. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Every year can bring new challenges. Your insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. 2022 has begun and now is the perfect time to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. We have the experience and knowledge to help you protect what matters most. You can contact our office at 570-286-5855 or online at purdyinsurance.com. Okay, 
Hey, top of the hour. We got Mark Wogenrich next half hour. Matt and the suit will battle it out over, I don't know, something. Uh, you know, it's not, certainly we're not going to talk about Matt's compensation on the air. I mean, <laughs> really, it's, he, already drives a, he already drives the most expensive car Sunbury Motors has. It's, I don't know, it's unbelievable. He doesn't need more compensation suit. He looks Today's weird show. in that F-150 King, though, in the King uh, King Ranch. Well, you can barely see over the steering wheel. What's that deal? That's what I'm saying. That's what's oh, weird. It's, no, it's, it's a safety hazard. All right. <laughs> not, not the F-150. Matt. <laughs> 